you talk to anybody whose life's messed up, it ain't easy. I tell them, well, give your life to God. Follow him. Follow his way. It's better because God can unscramble the eggs in your life. But let God use your life in whatever way. Don't isolate yourself. Be a light. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you see people coming out of darkness and lives being changed, it motivates you. You see God's work. Thanks for joining us back on the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. As we close out 2019, we invite you to celebrate the great work that's been done with us this year. If All Things Possible Ministry has blessed you in any way, or you'd like to help see Victor and Eileen continue their work, feel free to visit victormarks.com to see the many ways your giving can impact their efforts to restore those affected by trauma around the globe and help thousands of women, children, and members of our military find hope, healing, and the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. In wrapping up our message pack series, Hope for Your Jacked Up Life, Victor shares that there may be suffering in this world, but in your greatest time of need, the Lord will be there for you. Scripture calls us to leave the past behind and press on toward the mark. And Victor encourages us to not live according to people's labels, but the truth of whom God calls us. God loves you, he is crazy about you, and your value is beyond what you can measure. Here is Victor Marks with part three of today's message. In your greatest time of need, you will see the Lord come and be there for you and love you in, in His presence. And when you sense His presence, it makes you realize, I, anything you want, Lord. And I know a lot of you may be thinking, well, my life's not fair. Life isn't fair. I don't know any other way to say it. There is nothing fair about life. We live in a fallen world thanks to Eve. I joke, I joke, because, you know, everybody's always throwing down on Eve, right? Uh, but, I mean, think about it. She didn't have a mom. She didn't have nobody, you know. She had a husband. He didn't have no dad. He didn't, you know. But he should have been at least a little more present in all this deal. How many of you, if you heard a doorbell at your house and your wife's at the door for a half hour and you just hear this talking... How many of you would just stay in your watching TV? Or you hear a dude talking to your wife? Wouldn't you like get up and come to the door? What's up? <laughs> He's a pool boy. <laughs> talking to your woman. You're all like, honey, uh, <laughs> we don't even have a pool. What's <laughs> I was just thinking in case like we may get on in the future or something. No, Adam should have. When he heard that voice in the garden, he should have been right over there. Excuse me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Mexican, he would have done it. What's up, Otto? <laughs> we don't know you. 
Yeah. Hispanic brother would have made a pair of boots and a purse right there. <laughs> Ended our torture and humanity. My family's Spanish. Don't worry, I can pick on us. I got the white Mexican look. I always teach at Pancho's church. And then Chino, they're like, oh, we love you, you little white Mexican. You know, another thing I like about the Bible, starting with Adam and Eve, the Bible is full of dysfunctional people. Our heroes, they're all jacked up. I mean, starting with them, I mean, think about Eve. Think about, she had to bury her one of her first kids with her hands. Taken, she made the first grave. And we don't think about that, huh? What about the hurt that she had to endure the rest of her life? The devil who did come back to her, no doubt, and say, Eve, don't you miss your boy? Huh? You had to take that bite, didn't you? If you wouldn't have, you would have never lost him. And guess what? That is the truth. Let me tell you something. When he says, forget what lies behind and press on to the mark, that's what he means. And some of you need to forget your past and move on with the future God has for you. Because you have blown it. You've done wrong. You made mistakes. But according to the Bible... The blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross, if you've repented for that, if you've asked for forgiveness, the blood of Jesus has washed those sins away, which means they don't even exist any longer. They don't exist. They're not categorized in some file that God will pull out later. They're gone. They're gone. They don't exist. Maybe the consequence, maybe the consequence, maybe you, maybe you have an STD from a mistake you made and you know what the sin is gone it, it's gone that doesn't even exist you live with it let that just motivate you i ain't never cheating again praise the lord i'm moving on do you understand don't let it be the reminder that drags you down with condemnation because god does not condemn his children the devil does that's his language People will label you and say, don't live by according to people's labels. Live according to the truth of what God calls you. You're his princess warrior, young lady. Ma'am, great-grandmother. God loves you. I mean, he is just, he's crazy about you. Your value is beyond what you can measure. The closest it's come is the cross. That proves how much God loves you. And that's where you get your value, not from no man. Guys, don't put your value in what you have, your job, your ability. Your Man, that can all be taken from you. You hide it in the Lord. Him. Let that be your prize. And live free. Christians need to live more free in life. Especially in the light of all the things we struggle with and challenge at our face. Because look. Problems, everybody faces problems, I told you that. Some problems are God-ordained trials that he fashions and fits just for you to draw you closer to him. It's to make you more like Christ. It's not necessarily fair, but it's good. An eternal perspective. 
when, when me and my wife are struggling, um, you know the thing that always encourages her about me? She does, she takes a time out <laughs> and goes, in the light of eternity, this doesn't even matter. We're here for such a short time. I forgive you, Victor. So I'm like, I don't forgive you though. <laughs> I said menudo, not rice. But over here, the problems that I warn young people about and older people is the ones you create for yourself. The ones where you're pulling the pin on your own grenade and you go click, but you just watch it. And you go, it won't go off. It won't go off. Um, I got this. It won't go off. It's going to go off. It's going to go off. And you're going you're gonna to have hell to pay. Consequences are going to hit. You're going to be like, oh. Some Christians need to stop being so darn religious. There's a spirit of religion that comes on Christian folks that makes you feel better than other people. Cut it out. That's not honoring to God at all. Jesus ate with the sinners. He hung out with the sinners. It's, now if you struggle, I mean, don't. If you struggle with porn, don't be hanging out at a porn shop. I feel the ministry, the minister to porn people. You're at the convention over here in Anaheim. Don't do that. But let God use your life in whatever way. Don't isolate yourself. Be a light. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you see people coming out of darkness and lives being changed, it motivates you. You see God's work. When I was in Texas, this girl comes up to me at a screening, and here's the skinny of it. She just goes, my life is so jacked up right now. She was crying. She said, I beg God to let, to let me meet you. She said, it was a situation all this type of stuff, but here's the deal. She was abused as a kid. Her father died in a drug deal. Her mom beat her her life. When she's 15 years old, the mom kicked her out of a car as she was leaving to go to a state to be with another man. You don't think that make a girl mad? She recently got arrested and had a felony, uh, I mean, a, char- a felony charge for stealing a car. The car of the guy who was pimping her out. And she wrecked it. I said, good for you. I would have keyed that car when I left too, girl. Put sugar in the gas tank. Hallelujah. No. She said, my life is so messed up right now. She's drinking MD 2020. With Sprite, lots of it, and using Coke. You think I judge her? No way. I said, I understand. You're trying to, but there's a better way. There's a better way. It's him. It's not easy, but it's better. Because life ain't easy. You talk to anybody whose life's messed up, it ain't easy. I tell them, well, give your life to God. Follow him. Follow his way. It's better. Because God can unscramble the eggs in your life. And make things right. It's supernatural. And that girl, she, the last thing she told me, she was currently, she goes, I'm just tricking myself out. I said, well, why? She goes, I've got to eat. And I told her, I said, look. I said, if you were given a chance, if I could put you with a safe family, if we could provide, if we could do, if I could get you in counseling and get your GED, I said, would, would you want a chance for a real change and really follow the Lord? She goes, uh, that's kind of scary. 
If you live the crazy life, you know exactly what I'm saying, right? Because sometimes familiarity of craziness is, feels safer, even when it's still wrong. She called me two weeks later. I was back here. She says, I'll take that deal. We flew her out a week ago. She's with a family. We bought her clothes, given her stuff. She's scheduled to start seeing a Christian counselor for the PTSD. She suffered from all the abuse. And this girl, yesterday, we got her nails done. And she got her hair done. And she's sitting in the chair with this woman. She starts telling her testimony what God's been doing in her life. And she's not afraid at all. She's like, I was turning tricks. I was addicted to coke. And uh, man, they brought me out here. You know, and they're all. (laughs) She's 17 years old, right? She's just going for it. And uh, she said a girl in the chair next to her getting her hair done started sobbing. Because it brought her hope. Trust God, obey him. And when I say it's hard, I mean hard in the sense of God saying, you know that friend you got? You know that, oh, your friend? If God tells you, you got to let that go. You got to let that person go or your life's going to be miserable. Obey him. But he loves me. Cut him off from sex. See how long he loves you. <laughs> Some people, you know, it's like, oh, trust God. Trust him. Obey him. Be radical for him. Watch what he does in your life. Watch what he does in your life. Well, I thank God for his word that gives us hope. And, you know, some of you sit here and you go, there's just things in my life, Victor, still I can't trust God with. Maybe it's singleness. Maybe it's future job. You can. One of the best examples of a guy I know is a friend of mine. And he wanted to get married, but he never dated in high school. No girl went out with him, right? Because he doesn't have any arms. And actually, he doesn't have any legs. So y'all can understand his angst, right? I mean, it goes a little bit beyond he just, he's not tall enough, or he's too tall, or he's too big, or he's not smart, right? It's no arms and legs. And the devil almost killed him. In his mind, he wants to commit suicide because he goes, I'll never be able to hold a girl's hand. I'll never be able to get, you know, all this negative stuff. And that guy stopped. He stopped. And he said, I'm going to start believing God. I'm going to live by faith and I'm going to obey God and live for him. And let whatever he wants to happen, relationship happen. But I ain't going to focus on that. And you know what? God did an amazing thing in his life. His name is Nick Vujic. If, if some of you know Nick. And... uh he wrote, he ended up writing a book called No Arms, No Legs, No Limits. And Nick is nuts. Nuts like me. Crazier. I mean, this guy, he has skydived. He skydived. They actually made a harness for him, tanned him, and threw him out of a plane. <laughs> Couldn't even jump. They just got to <laughs> see ya. When they were making this and testing it on him, they're cinching him down real tight. And uh, the guy's like, because it's got to be tight. I mean, you know, there ain't nothing to hook on to. So the guy's like, goes, is that too tight? And Nick goes, yes, it's too tight. He goes, I, I can't feel my arms. <laughs> the guy's all, he's, he, he doesn't have arms. I don't know if he can. Nick has surfed, golfed, played soccer, 
I, I mean, you watch his YouTube videos. It's unbelievable. And he even, <laughs> he loves life. He knows in spite of all the stuff, having fun is still your option. Regardless of your pain, you can still just go, all right, Lord, joy. And you know what? He was in 27 countries last year preaching the gospel. And uh, he was getting on a plane, and his assistant, he told him, he said, hey, you know, you get tired. Anybody who travels, you understand, you just get bored. He said, put me in an overhead compartment. <laughs> and the guy was like, no, n- no. He goes, come on, you worked for me. Put me in there. So he opens it, and he takes Nick, his head to here, and he, he puts it, and he shuts it. And he told Nick, he, uh, Nick told him to back up and record it. So the guy's backing up. And, he's, and sure enough, you know, you got a businessman walking in, pulling this thing, you know, just. He said he opened it. Ah, he saw Nick. Nick goes, ah! He goes, ah! I'll tell you, that brother knows how to live life. I think it was two days ago, he just made national news, uh, international news, because why? He went to Vietnam and gave a message in a stadium with 25,000 people and millions watching TV in communist Vietnam, and he was able to share about overcoming adversity, and then boom, he popped in religion and God right in there. It's the first time that's ever happened like that. And uh, pray for Nick, you guys. Uh, uh, next year, me and him are supposed to do a 10-city tour uh, here in the U.S. together, preaching from the platform, uh, reaching kids, and, and pray. That's a big deal. And oh, by the way, he did find a girl. She's, uh, she's half Japanese and half Mexican. So she's like Mechanese. <laughs> and she is beautiful. They got married, and they had their first little baby boy. So he prayed for Nick. I tell you guys, pray for Nick. You guys, let me go ahead and close in prayer. Father, thank you, uh, Lord, for today. I thank you for each person here. And Lord, if there's anybody here that is, has to date not trusted you with their life, has not surrendered their life to you, I pray they would right now. If you're listening or you're watching and you know God is speaking to you, drawing you, but you're res- you've resisted him to this point... If you feel like God is speaking to your heart saying, I love you. Yes, your sin has separated you from me in a relationship. So that's why I offered the cross. So that you would be forgiven. And if you think God is drawing you right now, he is. What you need to do is respond to him by surrendering your life to him. Surrendering. No, you are not good enough. So don't worry. I don't care if you were shooting up last night. That doesn't matter. I don't care if your iPhone right now is packed with porn. That doesn't matter. You will never be good enough to come to Jesus. You just come to him because of him. Let him clean you up. Okay? He loves you. Respond to him right now. A lot of times it's just a warrior's heart been misplaced before you find the Lord. Now you can war for him. One thing I would say is do not let pride stop you because pride is what's been keeping you. Just surrender. And hey, 
If you have full confidence that your friends that you're worried about right now will stand next to you in front of God on the day of judgment and got you back and get you into heaven, if they can do it, one, that's crazy because that will never happen. And two, they'll be in line waiting for judgment too. It's not them. So do not put your friends before God and Christ. They can't save you. Last thing I'll ask is, you say, Victor, I know the Lord, but I'm away. I'm away from him. I'm a prodigal. I've gotten into sin. I've gotten into things that have taken my heart, my passion, and I'm not in the right place. Pray for me because I want to come back fully committed to the Lord and live for him. You know, he, he aches for you to come back. He loves you so much. He's waiting, waiting. He lo- he's not mad at you. He's just happy you're coming back to him to trust him and to be forgiven. If you are rejecting Jesus Christ, the demons know it. And if your life gets worse from this point on, because of your rebellion and hard-heartedness to God, and if you see evil, horrible things happening, do not blame God. Blame yourself. Because He lovingly has given you this opportunity. The demons hate you. They are real. And I pray that you would respond to God in that moment of utter pain and terror that awaits you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to check out some of the work Victor is doing beyond this podcast around the world and ways to help fund the continued efforts of All Things Possible Ministries at victormarks.com. You can also catch us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's episode has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.